Hey, welcome back. Back to the Moonlighters Club. I'm your host, Joel Edwards. Uh, my other co-host is somewhere being a moonlighter right now. I'm not exactly sure where he is, but he's got bills to pay, so I'm pretty sure he's busy. Uh, so Sean will be back ASAP for you listeners who like him more than you like me. Uh, for those who don't care, I'm here, so the show will go on. Uh, we actually have a very special guest today, someone I you know, knew a long time ago, and I'm glad he could make it. Uh, what's your name? My name is Stefan Goller. Stefan Goller, thank you. Thank you for coming. I really absolutely. appreciate this. Absolutely. Really, absolutely. Sorry my other host isn't here. Um, I promise I'll, I'll be just as funny, or at least try to be just as funny. I doubt it. I, I <laughs> actually, I've actually seen him perform, and he does it uh, sort of for a living. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's received checks. So, yeah, he has, he, he has gotten some kind of transaction. Right, so he's a professional. There you go. There you go. There you go. So, uh, Stefan, let me get some basic information. Where are you from? Uh, yeah, let's just start there. Where are you from? Uh, I am from Boston, Massachusetts. Go Red Sox. Uh, go Patriots. Go Bruins. Uh, unfortunately, no go on the Celtics. But, um, yep, born and bred here. Um, just, you know, just a, a typical Boston boy. Why not Celtics? Uh, everyone always asks me that. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I grew up in, in the late 80s and early 90s when I was very impressionable and everyone knows who the big athlete was at that time. Yes, uh, yes. It was one Michael Jordan. Um, Celtics just weren't doing it for me, man. And, you know, I, I latched on to uh, essentially everyone else but the Celtics. And I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of the color green. I think that's, that's a big part of it, too. It's it's a hard t- if you think about it it's the hardest team to kind of for people who aren't Irish to get into. Yeah, this is not it's really just, you know the little <laughs> little leprechaun. Not not too many similarities between myself and that that little guy. No, so. not at all. Uh, so let's let's get right into this thing. What do you do? What do you do for a living? Uh, right now I sell tech. Uh, I'm gonna try to be as vague as possible, uh, just in case they're spying on my phone. Or I want no like pink that. slips. We don't um, want any. We don't want any so issues. So I sell tech in Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts, East Coast, Western Hemisphere, um, and it's um, you know being in technology is kind of cool because you know I'm super geeky and you know that 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 part. You know, it really gets me going. Um, selling it is not so great. Um, you know, just kind of building uh, your territory from the ground up and, you know, treating everything as if it's your own business is, um, you know, it's cool, but it's very, very difficult in terms of our prospecting and, you know, new business development. But, um, you know, we're getting some traction. What kind of sales do you do? Is it, because I've, I've been the worst, I think, lowest form of sales. I once did door-to-door sales when I was 19. Oh. And I sold stuff that looked like it was just stolen off a truck. So impulse items like drills for 20 bucks, knife sets, like all that. Um, Are you cold calling? Are you warm calling? Are you doing the whole thing? Doing the whole thing, the the whole gamut, um, from uh, cold to frosty to <laughs> lukewarm, uh, you know, any, any sort of, um, you know, any sort of, context there um it's calling emailing uh whatever form of social media you can find the people you know linkedin if they're on twitter um i don't i don't do it that way because 
like I don't want to create a new Twitter. I have a, a, a Twitter for for my um, for other stuff, profession for the stuff that matters. For the stuff that matters, and I don't I don't want to mix and and have people look through my tweets and be like, oh, um, yeah, I'm not gonna buy from him. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, he said exactly. something a yeah. little, yeah. a little inflammatory or whatever. So why sale? How do you wake up? How do you have you not quit yet? Sales to me is the hardest thing to do across any board. Yeah, like it. I, um, so I have to be very careful here in the way that I describe everything. <laughs> and in, in um, relation to doing sales every day. What yeah, you, doing how sales how do you, every yeah. day. So it's mainly the paychecks that keep me there every day. Um, I'm, I'm very, very new. So, I mean, it, it actually was pretty exciting kind of jumping aboard, um, you know, culture wise, I think it's, it's very fun, pretty loosey goosey, uh, sales is tough. I mean, everyone knows that sales is tough. There are a lot of people that have a motor for it and yeah. a lot of people that don't. And I unfortunately do not have the motor for it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep it going. I have a knack for you know product knowledge and yeah. all that sort of stuff and repeating what I hear and getting people um, you know jazzed up in the moment but you know once it once it's the clock strikes five o'clock You're out of there um, I, I would rather talk about anything else what's the hardest part about sales um, I think it is just that first interaction it's you know, having having someone notice you, notice your product, uh, and f- that part of it is really tough because you can have the greatest toy in the world with all the bells and whistles, but if nobody knows about it, then you know it's pretty useless. So you just you have to um, stay consistent and persistent um, in order to get people to first notice you and then you can you know do your spiel or do your act or do your pitch or um you know be natural be yourself however um you know whatever avenue that is but i i think the the torturous part is people just kind of ignoring or you know looking over you give me a rundown of the most there's good days and bad days give me a rundown of like a really what a typical strenuous day would look like. It doesn't even have to be at company base, really kind of just like a day where you're like, okay, this is really, 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 really tough. Um, it's just th- those days where, you know, boredom sets in. Um, I-, I would much rather be busy than kind of twiddling my thumbs and looking for something to do, um, looking for someone to contact, looking for someone to pitch. Um, I think, you know, you feel a little bit negligent <laughs> when you know, you're, you're sitting and you haven't sold anything in a while, you haven't talked to anyone in a while, even though you're, you know, doing your outbound stuff and, you know, you're kind of getting rejected left and right. But, um, you know, I try to stay positive and think of it as, you know, uh, you know, tilling the soil and, you know, kind of grooming the the industry, I would say, uh, because you don't know individually who's going to be at what company, but you know, grooming the the industry for um, your your grandparents, uh, your your company's grandparents. You know, once they get on the scene. Well, you know, I'm glad. I'm actually glad you said idle time because I feel like, for what I do on the side, 
my idle time at my company, if they don't fire me after I say this, is the time <laughs> where I have to try to be productive for yeah. my outside life. So let's let's get into what you what do you do when you're not at work? What is your what's your moonlighting venture? Because I want to ask you some questions about how. Um, geez, where do I start? Um, so I'm a rapper, and um, really how it came about was uh, about 17 years ago. Um, I just started jotting stuff down on pieces of paper, and um, you know it's always been a really intense hobby for me um you know obviously when you're 15 years old you have to focus on school right. and your sports yeah. and your extracurricular activities but it's something i would always do you know once i was done with school or you know late at night just kind of writing in bed and stuff like that and i got an opportunity to um, start performing um in like 2008 9 when I joined a band called the Ellie Project, and it was a group of guys that I had met um, in and around uh, work, because uh, I worked in retail. I won't name them either, but they're they're not with us anymore. Um, the job, the the, Those are the, people insti- okay. the institution. Okay. 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 Sorry, the the retailer. <laughs> the retailer's not with us. Everyone's, okay. Okay. Everyone's okay. doing well. Okay. Uh, Pablo, I love you. Uh, Brian. Ryan and Ken, yeah, everyone's well. Everyone <laughs> okay. is very well. All right, they're with us. Um, but yeah, so it was it was really interesting, you know, just kind of being in their basement, and um, they had a lot of parties there and yeah. stuff like that. And you know, we would just jam out in the basement, and they're like, "Hey, man, you want to perform with us? Cool." And you know, that was pretty much the genesis of it. And um, it was really cool because you learn a lot about you know getting up on stage in front of people. Um, you know, with, you know, five other people right. who can cover you up and when, because um, it's a little different now being a solo act. I, I started doing that in 2013 and you're, 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 you're out there on an island. Yeah, you're by yourself. <laughs> you're totally yeah. by yourself. So now I'm curious, young, you're a young black man in the inner city. I mean, I grew up listening to hip hop my whole life. I knew at about nine, like I can't rap. Like you know, like I knew, <laughs> and I feel like everyone thinks they can rap or play basketball or something of that nature. Um, but too many people don't cancel themselves out. Yeah. You know? So at what point were you thinking about it, and at what point were you like, I can actually do this? Because I feel like that's a huge jump. Yeah, it's. Um, I knew that I could do it. You know, in my late teens, I didn't know that I could do it well until my late twenties. Okay. Uh, okay. Because there is, there's definitely a learning curve, and um, you definitely want to, um, you definitely want to progress, you know, in anything that you do. And I felt like my cadence was better, my timing was better, delivery was better. Um, you know, the lyrics are like just the, kind of the aggregation of words, and you know what you're thinking about. Um, I, I just think uh, I I I kind of peaked uh, a, a couple of years ago, and I'm just I'm just trying to keep that momentum going, and you know do better and better. Um, you know you hear rhythmically, you know the sound, and if you just can't get with that cadence, then you can't do it. And um, I'm fortunate enough to have you know the ability to just kind of you know hear sounds in a very um, like I just kind of like compartmentalize, and I can. I, I can just do it. When you were thinking about this, were, did you keep it to yourself, or were because like, I feel like, like me doing like a tech business, I can just tell everyone, right? It's just, it's easy to validate it. 
I feel like anything related to the arts, people are just like, oh, you can't do that. So um, were you rather like, look, I'm going to actually do this? Were you writing for a very long time before you told anyone about it? Or... I, yeah, I, I just I kind of put myself out there and got into situations that um, made me a little bit uncomfortable because you know that's really hard right. to grow. Yeah. Um, so that said, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't really make it like a you know I, I didn't have a, a press release or you know go public in any other way just to tell a couple friends you know this is this is my passion this is what I want to do um, I'm gonna check out some open mics. And, um, you know, maybe after the third or fourth one, when I, you know, stop being nervous and, right. um, you know, kind of figure out the, 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 the manner in which I want to uh, engage the audience and all that stuff, come by and, and check me out. And, um, you know, it's just, it was a stepping stone to a larger piece and, uh, you know, getting booked at a show. Um, which I've done over the, the last couple of years. Uh, obviously, I did it when I was in a band, but getting booked by yourself is completely different yeah. than getting booked uh, as a band. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where I'm at, and I'm just trying to take it, you know, um, as as far as I can take it. How was that? What was that first time like? Was it anticlimactic? Was it was it what you thought it would be? Um, no, I thought it was. I thought it was completely fine because uh, I, th I think the thing about rap and also doing it here in Boston is um, since it's so siloed right. that a lot of people are just like whoa I wasn't really expecting to hear that even even if it's bad um, you know a lot of people are just expecting to hear like the you know the bluegrass and the acoustic stuff yeah and um, you know you just see someone uh, brown go on stage with no instrument and you're just like hey guys listen up this is what I'm going to do, and uh, I know you're not used to it, but uh, for the next eight to ten minutes, I'm, I'm going to do this. And um, some audiences have been you know, more receptive than others, but for the most part, um, it's been very positive and you know, just kind of right. getting, um, getting a sense that there is some appreciation out there you know, uh, makes me want to do it. But... Even when there isn't, you know, uh, loads of appreciation, it kind of makes me work harder because it's like people need to notice me. So what is your, I feel like rap gets a bad connotation, especially because of the people we looked up to. Definitely. What does a rapper do to get ahead? Because I feel like all the people I like, they just smoke weed all day. Yep. They go to the studio at like <laughs> eight at night. They're there until five. I don't know why they go until like five in the morning. And they just like chill with girls. That's where the broads are. So like, <laughs> so what are the day-to-day -day duties? For someone who's serious, what do you have to do? Like, um, you do have the free time to maintain, to get a presence out there, to get the shows, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that, that's a very difficult question. It, um, I think it starts with... Um, you know, just having heart, having patience, because nothing's gonna happen overnight. Okay. Um, you know, even if you start with doing open mics, you're probably only gonna do one one a week because that's when you're allotted to do them. I mean, you, you're just you're not gonna find them all the time. Um, and and also, I would say that um, just <laughs> you just gotta stay in grind mode. Um, I don't really know how to how really to elaborate on that but just to be focused so uh, you know m my wife has seen me wake up at six in the morning and go in my little man cave and put my headphones on and literally ignore and she's also seen me you know after dinner go to my little man cave put on my headphones and literally ignore so it's 
you, you just have to, and she's frowning a little bit right now, but you know, you just, you have to have that little bit of dedication and, 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 you know, set aside some time to better yourself, grow yourself, market yourself. Okay. And, um, you know, also not afraid, not be afraid of, uh, rejection, intolerance, um, you know, just general lack of presence. You just have to stay really positive about the whole thing because it can be a grind, especially when you're doing it by yourself. Like, I don't, I don't have a team of, you know, I don't have a PR person. I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. Um, and those are things that I can acquire a little bit later. Um, but while I'm learning the mechanics of uh, the industry, it's... Um, it's just a, it's a learning process. Just gotta crawl before you walk. So, now mixing that with working a, a, a full time job, how now back to the idle time, right? Yep. Do you just cut off when you're at work and you're like, when I'm before in the morning, I'm gonna do this, and I'm just not even gonna think about this, and then in the afternoon, because I mean, rappers right, consistently writing, going over things in your head. Yeah, I know you think about stuff all the time. Is it just a switch? Or do you, do you just not even touch it during work hours? Or do you um, need to think it about it? It depends. I mean, there, there's gonna be some situations where um, I find, well, I find language, um, you know, linguistics really interesting. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a meeting or something like that and somebody says something that I find interesting that I could put a spin on and, you know, toss it in, you know, make it a lyric or something like that, then I'll go ahead and, you know, make a note of it, but by no means am I sitting in meetings, like, trying to write my next song. <laughs> um, I do, however, you know, try to keep my headphones on, and if I'm, um, you know, on the train, or walking to work, or walking back to the train, uh, and home, or in my car, or something like that, I'll definitely try to prepare for a show right. uh, mentally, you know, have uh, an instrumental on, okay, here's where I want to come in, here's where I want to do this, um, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take away my ability to, you know, focus on the computer or, you know, type and, you know, things like that. But, you know, if, if you're on a call, you can't be on your headphones. And so there's, I, I know when to turn it on and off. Yeah. Um, and I don't get distracted by the music thing. I know right now what pays the bills is you know, uh, this avenue and, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, I just try to use my spare time as wisely as I can to, um, you know, produce music, write, mix, you know, all that stuff. You feel you have balance? Um, I think I do. I mean, I, I stay pretty busy. Um, I, I think in life, um, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, day to day at work, I'm super busy. Um, obviously would I like to be, you know, writing and doing music uh, as a full-time gig? Yes. Uh, however, I'm just using the time that I have and um, sleeping less and um, trying to make it a, a seven-day venture, you know, where I'm, you know, going to work Monday through Friday, but also using, you know, free time that I have to do music and, you know, any other free time that I have to hang out with friends, right. go to the beach or, you know, um, go to the zoo and see pandas. I don't know. What's your money day? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like Saturday's my day. To, I can spend eight hours working. Sure. Without interruption. I, I will have to ask my girlfriend first. And then depending on what she <laughs> says, Saturday, I'm like, I'm not uh, doing anything. And no matter yeah. how nice it is. I hold up, and that's, well, that's it. I think I misspoke a little bit earlier about not having a manager. I do report to management, um, 
she's she's sitting right here staring me down uh anyway no but it's it's all a balance it's um it has to be you know kind of pre-configured pre-meditated and um you know worked out in a way that benefits you know your time if you're in a relationship um you know if you're single you're probably going to have a little bit more time than i do to you know work on your craft whatever it is so um it's it's a it's it's a tightrope act you know just have to stay focused and keep moving forward now is this something that you can tell people because it's i've had people with different professions like you could, it's easy to tell someone okay i've run i'm trying to do a startup or i want to do this or that with for example sean's a stand-up com- comedian and every time he tells someone he's a comic you're like say something funny yeah you know <laughs> it's like get right into it and then there's a whole bunch of connotations that come with that yeah but someone who says they rap does it, especially in the corporate world, is it hard to just tell people that? Do you think like, oh man, this dude, and then they're gonna assume uh, a bunch of things without even knowing the content that you talk sure. about? Uh, absolutely, and you know, um, you know the the circles that you're in. You know, even if you're hanging out with your coworkers after work, you, you know, you're still typically in a room full of people who I would say are on the same level, maybe in the same industry. So I, for a long time, I had been, you know, keeping it under wraps yeah. uh, from those type of people and, you know, keeping it really professional, just keeping it very segmented. Um, as of a little bit, you know, a little more recently, you know, maybe over the last year, I've kind of warmed up because people seem super into it and I'm like, all right, uh, maybe I'll tell one person if they seem cool, I'm not going to tell the entire office, um, you know, invite a couple of people to a show. Uh, but it does have, you know, kind of weird connotations because, you know, you think of a rapper and you think, you know, mainstream and what do mainstream people do? They talk about, you know, bullshit and, um, Especially I now, it's, it's, it's yeah, all exactly. And, you know, really what I try to do, uh, you know, uh, having grown up, uh, in the city, being taken care of, you know, by my mom who put me, you know, through private school and, you know, treated me like a king, you know, right, essentially, yeah. uh, I don't really have the same perspective as a lot of people have. And normally what I try to do is try to draw from the perspective that I do have and try to make it as interesting as possible. Um, so, you know, having worked in a corporate setting for, um, you know, eight years now or whatever it is, uh, some of that has trickled into um, you know, the, the stream of, you know, rap consciousness or my rap consci- consciousness and it makes it into the lyrics and sometimes you do a little parody and a little satire right. on, on some of the things that you see. Um, but I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's really neat, you know, just feeling natural about it and not being something that I'm not, you know, saying that, uh, you know, uh, I do this and, you know, I'm out here in these streets because I'm not. And, um, you know, I just try to keep it, um, just try to keep it real with myself. So, um, you know, at any point, let's say it does progress, then I'm not getting called out for, you know, doing something that's, you know, I would say false or. You know, I find that admirable though. I would, I, I would lie. I know I've never, (laughs) I've never, 
I have no kind of criminal history. I've never sold anything, <laughs> but I know but, enough people that did, and, and I was <laughs> like, I was at least a block. I was close yeah, enough sure. to where, and it, it, I feel like there's so much pressure from. I, I mean, every culture has their own type of pressures. Being a young black person and not be the toughest thing going is so hard. It's so hard to be sensible and to walk around yeah. and to just be like, look, I well, don't like this. I like this. This is what I want to talk about. Especially when it's going on all around you. Sure. Um, well, you, you know, uh, everyone I think is one step removed from someone that's a little bit unsavory. Right. Um, you know, if, if you're not involved in it yourself, but I don't know. It's just not me. I've never, I'd never felt super natural, super comfortable um, taking somebody's experiences and you know, kind of transposing them and saying that they're my own. And uh, I think we also. Um, are living in an era where it's a little more okay to be different and you know kind of go against the grain right. you know be a little bit of a nonconformist I mean you see it in uh, rap a little bit more now you know Childish Gambino yeah. um, you know uh, there's there's a bunch of people who um, you know are highly educated and uh, you know, very different in, you know, the way that they dress, speak, act, you know, think. Um, Young Thug is a great example as well. He's super weird and, you know, people are people are doing it. Like, I don't particularly like his music, but he's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people are warming yeah. up to, um, you know, those people that I think in, in high school would not have made so many friends. All right. Okay, so one thing that I find that interesting about what you do is there's a show element to this, and I already doing a show is hard enough. Mm -hmm. Can you have you done shows when you've had to work during the day? Oh yeah. What is that? What is that like? <laughs> like run through a day like that because I feel like that'd be hell. Like having to figure out yeah what's gonna go on and it, yep. it reach the venue. What take us through one of those? Um, so I'll give you the the most clear example of that that I can uh, you know basically bring to light is. And the, I think it was 2015 when we had the biggest snowstorm like in the history of our country. Yeah. Um, and I had a really, really big show at um, Middle East that I've been preparing for for a while. And, you know, there's, there's a snow element and, you know, are people going to show up? And you also have to prepare for it and you have to go to work. So, um, you know, you're just kind of, you just have to stay focused, make sure that uh, whatever your cutoff point is, you know, for that day. Um, hey, boss, I'm going to leave a little bit early because I have some things to do tonight. And that one's a little bit interesting because I was like, man, no one's going to show up for this. Um, but I think, you know, since I have a great support network and, um, you know, I really was super adamant about people showing up, you know, to the point where I was like driving tickets to people's uh, places and, you know, obviously um, ex exchanging the money and, and doing all that stuff. Um, you know, they just saw what kind of, you know, focus I had and, um, you know, how much it meant to me to, you know, have that show and have people come out and support me for it. And I had like, you know, between 30 and 35 people show up like, in the biggest storm that yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. Um, That's pretty good, actually. And, no you know, one's not, leaving out. Not, not being able to park on the street and, you know, all these things. So I, I was very grateful for that. But, uh, to, again, to to 
to answer your question a little more succinctly, it's it's just about focus and, and preparation. Um, I prepared a lot in the coming weeks, um, and um, not only preparing from a sense of you know reciting and rehearsing, but also preparing um, in the sense that you know that that venue's a, a a little bit different in that you have to do you know pre-sale tickets and, and all that stuff. So um, just acting like a salesman in that yeah, yeah. particular, there you go. There you go. Uh, particular uh, situation and wearing two hats, um, you know, it's a little interesting. So what's your rap name? I want to know the origin of it. How yep. did you come up with it? Um, it is Survival. So it is uh, S-U-R, the number five, I-L-L. And it really came up from um, when I was about 15. Um, I had been obsessed with the number five for years and years. Like it was always, you know, my jersey number if I was, you know, playing basketball or baseball or, you know, whatever in school. And I, I tried to integrate the number five into, you know, particular words. So it was, you know, if it was close enough and I didn't really force it, then I was going to go with it. Um, so, you know, whether it was like a noun or an uh, adverb or something like that. But I couldn't find too many words that had, and it, it doesn't, it really doesn't even uh, make sense like you know when people see it they're just like I don't know what that is so um, but I, I just tried to make it as like f the, the least phonetically challenging right. uh, as it's possible and um, it's it's been my you know my rap name from anywhere to you know battling on the internet when when that was when that was a thing just kind of going on those uh, you know, message boards. I remember and, that. You know, doing stuff like that. <laughs> I did. I did a lot of that. Um, but you know, it was uh, it was helpful in, in honing the craft, and um, it's <laughs> it's interesting. You know, having kept this name for uh, whatever seventeen years, uh, I did. I performed for uh, a bunch of kids uh, last week, and the guy that was, you know, pretty much emceeing or hosting the show. Um, you know, he pulled me aside. Okay, so do you want me to introduce you as Steph or Stefan or, you know, what's your rap name? And this was like three minutes before the show. I was like, oh, it's survival. And he was like, all right, cool, yeah. And so I went on second, and um, so obviously you can hear everyone. Um, and he's like, you know, this guy is coming from Boston. Uh, he's a great rapper. So, um, you know, we're just going to mix in some hip hop here. Um, you know, it was a different type of show. He was like, Savage! And then the curtain opened. I was like, <laughs> Huh? That's not not even close to what I told you. That is so. They're waiting for bullets to come out. <laughs> um, so it was it was just really interesting, and um, you know we we were uh, we were at a camp. I'll let my wife tell you a little bit more about that. But um, so I'm staying there, and you know the kids were kind of amazed because it's not like it's not usually what they see. Um, and you know kids were coming up to me after the show, being like, "Nice job, Savage!" I'm like. Yeah, yeah, all right, survival, but uh, that, that's okay, that's all right, yeah, high-five me, mm, yeah. You know, so. I'm glad it's survival, if, if yeah. it's, when you, I remember you told me, I, I looked it up and saw that you wrapped, and I, like, got to, like, download the mistake to see everything behind it, it'd be a lot harder for me to listen if it was, like, e-money stacks, yeah. move them bricks, because, yeah. I get that, you get that a lot, too, you got yeah, it, yeah. where my friend's like, you listen to my CD, and you're like, cool, yeah. man, cool, it's about, yeah. it's about flipping that dope, and I'm like, yeah. you live right next door, exactly. like, we're both, 
we're both struggling. Like, yeah. can't, it's just so I'm hard. Li- really I'm little it. stacks out here. I'm <laughs> little flippy cups or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to have fun with it. A lot of people are mispronounced it. And I actually started um, uh, my own website a couple of months ago and, nice. you know, just kind of made a joke out of it. Yeah. And uh, it's. It, it's www.itspronouncedsurvival.com, nice. um, but it's spelled uh, phonetically S-U-R-V-I-V-A-L, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, you're gonna have to edit that well, out. Edit that too, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just try to just try to play off of it a little bit, um, you know, getting a little bit more well known and you know having a lot of people you know kind of announce you and you know bring you up on stage. It's it's a little off-putting to have a number like right in the middle of whatever that word is supposed to be. Or, and here's something I find interesting. What do you particularly rap about? What do you like to talk about? Um, well, I'll give you an example by uh, concept. So um, my first mixtape wasn't particularly um, thematic, but the second and third were. Um, I like to rap about what I see around me and stuff like that. So in the in the first mixtape, it was about being a great wingman, which I am. I'm fantastic. Um, so any of your single friends want to use me to uh, get hooked up, at, you know, at the bar or something like that? Is that okay for a, a married person to still be a wingman? Like I don't. Okay, I, that's good. Course. That's good. Then we're good. We're I'm, good. Not, I'm not doing then anything. Then we're good. Okay, that's, but, that's um, for future rappers for myself. Um, so the the, 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 the second. Uh, So my second mixtape was called Work, and um, it was concept-based, and literally, so it was nine tracks about um, a, it was quasi-fictional, in that it followed around uh, someone in a corporate setting who wanted to be a rapper, and, um, you know, it was pretty satirical, you know, I have a song called Corporate Speak, where I just take a bunch of terms and, you know, flip it on their head, I'm like, what the hell does this really mean? Um, you know, there's a song about going to an interview and, you know, which was partially fact-based where, um, I, w- I was like over 30 minutes late to this interview and there was nothing I could do about it because I was just, I was stuck in traffic cause there was a truck flipped over somewhere. Okay. Um, and then it, you know, it culminates with uh, offer letter, you know, so it's a, it's a kind of a triumph story where, um, you're getting a job doing something that you want to do. Which is which was in rap, um, and then the next mixtape is called uh, Exception. It's my most recent one from 2015, um, and I basically just demonstrate how I'm the antithesis to all these rules that you would expect out of you know uh, someone who grew up in the city, mm-hmm. someone who's brown, um, you know just you know all of those things. So um, that's that's really what I rap about is how I'm not what you perceive me to be. I think it's interesting. The work work is what I found most interesting. Because I remember at that time, the job I was at, not the job I'm at now, it's amazing. <laughs> the job Clearly. I was at at the time, <laughs> I hate it. And I was going through that process. I'd gone back to school. Yep. And the whole, it, it, it's, the, it's really the politics of things. I don't mind working hard. I don't care what I do for a living. Sure. Uh, but just having to go through the interview process, the cover letter process, the yep. knowing, like having to use specific corporate speak, how to laugh at the right jokes at the right time. Yep. And I, I think especially now more than ever, it's so crucial because that crosses so many gender, color, uh, poverty lines. Everyone, I, I feel like, I don't know a percentage, but the majority of people hate what they do. Like, they just, yeah. it's, it's, like 
And but I can't say anything about it. That's, I think, uh, uh, well, it's one of my favorites, but um, I've found it to be a crowd favorite when um, I perform in kind of those, you know, more stuffy environments. Um, you know, if it's a higher-end, you know, open mic, let's call it, or, you know, I, I'm performing for a lot of people who are at a show who happen to work for a corporation. They're like, oh, man, that was really good. That was really funny. And um, you know that line about circling back or touching base or whatever? Yeah, we say that all the time. It's super funny. So I'm just trying to take some of those real-life experiences, um, which I think other rappers would ideally like to do, um, you know, if they're not doing it already, and just apply them to apply them to my music. All right, cool. So speaking of music, let's. How about we get into that? Let's. How about we have you talk about spit a couple, spit some bars. Okay. Show, let's just a little bit. Sample the goods just a little bit. You can pick a song if you'd like from any mixtape, whatever you like to talk about, and then just break it down for us. Not just spit it. Tell us where it came from, what it means. Um. Yeah. So I have a lot going in my head right now because um, I've done so many songs and I have like new stuff coming up um, why don't I just why don't I just do the first uh, let me see I'll do the I'll do the second verse to corporate speed because I think it's I think it's like really telling um, so uh, you can edit this down too no, I can definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't know corporate jargon, what I all speak so awkwardly, I'm offering possibly the most awesome audio glossary so you don't make a mockery of yourself at the office in front of the bosses who wear dockers and talk about property. If you go hanging groups and the whole gang is suits and your own thing is loose and they looking to recruit you with your new coupe equipped with Bluetooth, drop little fingers like hope, drop little fingers like low hanging fruit. Watch out for the cute girls, don't get caught staring at their liquid assets. The HR will make y'all attend the sensitivity training class next in a different life. Your VP may be DTF and R&D. If your CEO finds out you're both SOL and out on the street, think before you deliver your chain supply to the day, man. Honestly, unless you don't give a shit about your career, then fuck that broaden heat. Just make sure that the ROI is worth it. Perfect bravado sign. Get... I might have to do it over again. No, definitely. No, take your time. We take as many takes as possible. Uh, I like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do the first. Like I do, I always do it over music. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, Although you're not familiar with corporate speak, open your dashboard. It's in the app store. I'm about to give you a crash course. They say shit like leverage and onboard and execute. All that means is profit talk. Now bring me in more revenue. They say shit like fiscal year. And there's a dip in shares. All that means is work harder for fire every bitch in here. Excuse me. I mean downsize. Now I think that fucking sounds right. I heard that diversity kid is the term they use for brown guys. They utilize terms like circle back and touch base it means that i'm certain that i'll chirp you back you fuck face they say shit like value add okay i'll allow you that as long as you can explain what a motherfucking value at the word such as proud so a word such as crowdsource get shouted out of their mouth force it means fundraising occurs until the amount in the accounts north they say the books need balancing their phrasing could seem challenging but it's not if you're talented enough to study up and search analysis sir that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's better over the beat. No, that's pretty good. Everyone go listen to all of my mixtapes. How long would it take you to write something like that? 
Um, it de- it really depends on um, how much time I have to write it. Um, so usually what I try to do is I try to set a timeline for myself. So for instance, right now, I'm in the middle of uh, planning my next mixtape, which I want to release in late August sometime. And um, since I produce um, most of my own stuff, uh, I know how many tracks I want. I know who I want to feature on it, like as far as um, you know, different musicians. And I know how much space is going to be allotted. So I just kind of work backwards from that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this would be great if I did two verses instead of three, you know, because then it would be a really long song or whatever. And then uh, just kind of focus on whatever um, the theme is for the song. Mm. So it could be anywhere from, you know, a a verse which I've done for a, a different podcast, you know, in 20 minutes to something I'm really struggling with because I want to get it you know, particularly right before I record it in, you know, a month. So it really, it really depends. Nice. All right. So yeah. once you start rapping, give me your moment of your, your, your lowest point and then also your greatest triumph. Um, lowest point. Um, I think it's, you know, just being in front of people and, you know, them giving you blank stares. Um, I, I had a really, really bad experience at, an open mic uh, that I was really excited about because I, uh, I think I'd been there once before and it was pretty good and you know I, I brought uh, my wife she was my girlfriend at the time you know very supportive she's been to like literally every show was that her first no 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 okay okay no, okay good thank God no 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 no, no. it probably <laughs> would have possibly left probably would have ended the relationship but um, so I was like really excited and um, I think we were gonna like um, I was gonna drive over. And then it started raining, and I was like, I don't want to drive in this. And I was, you know, I was kind of having some beers at home. And then, um, <laughs> I think this is going. And then uh, <laughs> my wife was like, uh, Why don't you know? Why don't we take an Uber? Um, the Uber's coming in about five minutes. I was like, Oh, I can pound one more beer. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and uh, we took an Uber downtown, and it was at this place. Um, uh, Brandy Pete's downtown. Yeah, they actually they have an excellent setup uh, as far as an open mic, and um, so there was there was a, a caveat that I hadn't you know previously given any consideration was that um, you really shouldn't swear at this particular venue because uh, it's more of a restaurant than anything. Okay, and um, so I was like, oh man, I didn't prepare anything without swears because like you really have to get in a you know a particular mindset for it. And so I go and sign up, and I notice that like the first six acts are already spoken for, and there's an act seven or whatever, and the act five is a special feature, and it's about 25 minutes long. So I literally had to sit there at the bar for you know probably 50 minutes to an hour before Ugh. I could go on. And so I'm just like drinking beers, and then they're like, you know, survival, and I go up there, and I'm like, all right. Uh, I've forgotten everything that <laughs> I've rehearsed. And then, you know, uh, I'm trying to go through it and, um, you know, kind of stammering my way through it and also trying to weave my way around the, the, the swears. It was extremely uh, frustrating. And, and Did they just, did they, was there any, 
Was it just silent? Was there at least some um, kind of? I mean, it, it's always silent when they're listening to you. You know, unless I say something, you know, um, comical, like when I'm doing one of the parody songs or something like that. Um, but yeah, yell? it was it was pretty it was pretty silent in there, and you know, I got some pity claps and stuff like that afterwards. But um, yeah, it is what it is. It's a learning experience, and now I don't drink before I perform. That's you just should, I just don't. Should have just yelled "Go Pats." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it probably would have worked. Got you fourteen yeah. seconds or so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think my, my greatest triumph so far, and it's going to sound like really cheesy, is uh, last week, you know, per- performing for a bunch of kids. Um, a couple of them came up to me um, and, and asked me for an autograph. And I was nice. like, wow, um, I've never even practiced this. Right. Because that, I, like, I don't think about stuff like that. I just go and do my open mics and I, you know, I handshake and leave or I go and do my show and people are like, oh, man, that was really good. How do I get in touch with you? Or... Um, you know, how do I follow you on Twitter or, or, or whatever? Um, it's never, here's this piece of paper and pen, please, please sign something for me. And, um, you know, it, it, it felt really, really, um, really warm in that particular moment because, like, you knew that the kids were so genuine about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, kids. It. Kids yeah. are like, they're so blatantly honest and uh, brutally honest rather and um you know extremely blunt with the you know with things that they like and dislike and uh to be able to kind of garner that respect and um you know when i was 12 years old if i wanted uh someone's autograph then i was going to hold on to that for right. another 10 years so awesome. maybe, maybe it, you know they look back on it and they're like oh man that was really cool nice what's your next big milestone what would be a next big goal to attain? Um, I think it is a little bit twofold. So I I will drop an album uh, at some point. I'm going to try to do that next year. Okay. Um, and I think the other portion of it is forming a company that allows me to be a little bit more nimble. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, kind of perform whenever I want and, you know, just like maybe do some pop-up performances or, or something like that. Um, because I think getting booked in the city for this particular, you know, musical genre is extremely tough. Um, yeah. And some people have been really helpful. You know, I'll, I'll uh, sometimes I get radio silence over emails, but, um, you know, once or twice it's, oh, we don't really do that. However, you should talk to this venue. And, That's good. You know, they... they might help out but um it's such a small uh network of folks that do what i do that it's um it's really tough to you know kind of enact some change or you know have a change in the guard where people are like all right let's do more hip-hop acts or let's have let's not have uh you know our predisposed you know notion about what's going to happen here and you know therefore um just completely shut them down because we don't, you know, we're not open enough to um, hear what you're going to say or who's going to show up in the crowd or what have you. And I think I would, I would like a little more control over that and right. see where it goes. All right. I wish you the best of luck of that. And I'm going to do everything. We're going to do everything we can to help you out now. Where can people find you? On websites, all right. Twitters, Facebook. Okay. Here downloads. We go. All of it. Okay, so um, so you can find all of my music at Datpiff. It's free for download. You can also find it on my website, www.itspronouncedsurvival.com. 
you can find me on Twitter at Golaflame, G-O-L-E-R-F-L-A-M-E. Um, it's kind of a Street Fighter thing, a little play on words there. Um, you ever played Street Fighter? Yeah, I did. Yoga Flame. Yoga Flame. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, www.facebook.com, backslash survival, S-U-R, the number five, I-L-L. Um, and I, I believe that's it for social media. Um, am I missing anything, Honey Bun? No? Twitter, Facebook, um, Snapchat, if you want it. I'm on that too, survival, S-U-R, number five, I-L-L. You got good snaps? Uh... They're they're okay. They're okay. I try not to uh, I try not to do too many like selfie uh, snaps where I'm just like pumping my own tires the entire time. Whenever I see like random funny moments, I'm just like, oh man, I gotta capture that. And then you know, it's it's of other things, um, you know, things other than myself. I think it's very like outward focus. So. Um, you kind of get the scene of where I am, but I'm not really in all of the snaps myself. Um, I don't know. That's that's just the way that I do it. I snap cats. That's it. Cats and dogs. <laughs> it crushes it. It crushes it. Snap cats, cats in small dogs. Yeah. And I just crush it every yeah. time. Oh, uh, Instagram. I'm on Instagram Boom. too. Uh, at survival. Yeah. So th- that one I do like taking pictures of myself. Is that the phonetic survival? Is that the... Uh, S-U-R, the number five, I-L-L. All right. So, yep. All right. For everyone listening... Please download the mixtapes. They're great. Uh, And let's get him booked. Let's get a show going so we can get him on more stages uh, and support this dream and that future. Yeah. Stefan, I would like to say thank you. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. No, no. Thanks for coming. And uh, we're actually going to interview your wife next. It's going to be a different episode. All right. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. Hey, guys, I get to sleep with her. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) For everyone who just heard that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moonlighters Club. Uh, if you have any questions or you'd like to reach out to us, it's uh, moonlightersclub at gmail.com. Feel free to drop us a line. Uh, moonlightersclub.com is our website. We're on Facebook as well, uh, the Moonlighters Club, um, and on Twitter at Club Moonlighters. So feel free to reach out to us if you want to be on the show, if you know anyone who wants to be on the show, or if you just want to talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.